Bakrin Babala, and I'm going to welcome you to another exciting episode of The Ralphs. Um, today's topic is going to be an interesting one, and um, it's going to be a little bit different. I'll be going solo today. I have no guest. Oh no, I'm not fighting with her. I'm a man of peace. So, um, we're going to be talking about how to start up. You know, um, people feel in life or in business or in their endeavors for different reasons and various reasons but sometimes some people don't even know their left from the right when they want to get into a business or what they need to do to succeed in that line of business that they've chosen and sometimes they get lazy to do their basic research and doing the research might um or they might even be researching the wrong thing there are different reasons why people fail moving forward yeah that's how not to fail as a startup um my what i'll be telling you today is not a financial advice neither but it is based on experience and uh, research and so we carried out on several businesses and um my own personal experience in starting up by several businesses that i own i currently run this podcast um also i own a production company and i used to run a tech company a software development company the software development company is um is um is over but the podcast is still running and um, the only business as well. Yeah, so I can say I have an ample experience when it comes to uh, running a small, small business. You know, to say it's difficult to get a venture off the ground is an understatement. And um, if you've ever considered um, such an, you're probably aware of the cautionary statistics that says that more than a half of startups fail within the first five years. And for those that don't know the the cautionary statistics, um, usually you say like um, about between 70 to 90% of businesses fail within the first five years. And over the next, the other five years, again, making it 10 years, out of the 10%, the 10 or 20% that remains, another 80% still fails again or fold up or for whatever reason. So you know that it is an, um, an equivalent tax for you to start your own business and for it to be to get successful. And a lot of people just open their businesses um, just to get by. But do you know why so many small business owners are why they are doomed? Um, as a consultant and marketing influencer, Matt um, Sweetwood points out in a in a guest piece for Entrepreneur. He said um, the reasons why the average small businesses crashes and burn they are manifold in majority of cases. There isn't. There just isn't a market for one's products. But SMEs can also run out of cash, be outcompeted, put together the wrong team, lack a solid business model, or just plain lose focus. And some people might just get get bored, or <laughs> for whatever reason, or their village people pursuing them. Anything can happen. And you know, like I said earlier, financial experts say about 80% of small and medium enterprises in Nigeria fail within the first five years of their existence due to lack of experience and other wrong business practices. And within the next five years, more than 50% of the remaining 20% will also fail. So if 90% of businesses that started, um, like say this year, 2021, will not be existing by 2031, what then is the use of starting up? Now that's a rhetorical question because <laughs> isn't it better just to go to school, get a good grade, go get good grades, um, graduate, and come to work for multinationals instead of wasting precious time and developing something that has a 90% fail rate? Because what the hell, why should you or why should I invest my time in something that is most likely to fail, has a 90% fail rate? 
it's a it's a question it's a philosophical question for you to ask yourself the answer is an emphatic no why ask it's simple every multinational one started up as a startup so if the founders were cowards the world wouldn't have developed to this level and that's true imagine the Wright brothers just the two of them trying to build the airplane and everything like that and they gave up because of lack of funds or because they failed in developing the right scene or thereabout that means we might still be riding on horses today and um, still be using sheep for um, international travels and going taking weeks or months for us to get to where we're going to because the Wright brothers were cowards do you understand? So I have a saying, personal personal say a country's economy is as only is only as good as its as its SMEs, meaning better SMEs, better economy. And that's my personal the personal motto, and that's why this podcast exists because I want SMEs to succeed. They are the um, SMEs are how would I put it? They are the backbone of the economy. They are also what makes people the average that's what developed to develops the middle class in any country because the middle class usually are people that are holding they are the highest kind of like yeah the highest spenders because they are more and they have the cash to spend generally so moving on the truth of the matter is that um not everyone will be an entrepreneur and not everyone will be a successful entrepreneur Yes, because entrepreneurship is not for everybody. And being an entrepreneur doesn't mean you are innovator. You can take someone else's product and sell it. It's simple. You have an e-commerce website and you don't produce any of the things you sell on it. You can have um, you have Samsung, you have um, just like we have Jumia. And Jumia sells products of different... Over a thousand catalog of different products. But they created a platform for all of these brands, all of these um, people to come sell on their platform. So the only thing they created is um, the platform. Okay, let me not even use Junior. I heard a story. I don't know how far it's true, but um, I will still tell you anyways. Um, a major distributor for techno phones in Nigeria made hundreds of millions from the sales of techno brands, techno branded products before selling the rights to Junior, like two years ago, three years ago, thereabout. He didn't produce anything. He wholly sold the products. Another valid example, and I gave Jimmy as an example, I also gave Amazon. Amazon has recently have no product of their own. They sell other people's products and currently they are they like the between I think about 18th business on the world by revenue. I think they should have grown more than that now. So how do you start or how do you not fail as a startup? Number one, have a plan. You know, my pastor once told me that um prayerful preparation prevents poor performance. And I tweaked it a little bit to, to suit this purpose. Um, say, proper preparation prevents poor performance. You know, can you imagine um, a football a football match without a goalpost? That means the footballers will just be running around like headless chicken. Because the aim of every match of a football match is to score goals. And for the team, one of the teams to win. So if there is no goalpost, that means there is no, there's, the game is aimless, understood? So it's, that's how an entrepreneur looks like without um, proper planning. I mean, so just running around in circles, you don't have a plan of nest and what's your, how do you intend to start? How much are you investing? How, what are you producing? What kind of business are you doing? Who are your customers? Who are the, have you done your feasibility studies? But this are everything goes into a plan. And um, for the, the basic, the basic thing for a, for a plan is for you to have a business plan. 
And yes, you might not be uh, able to write one yourself. You can employ the service of a professional to help you write and you why why you provide yes i write business plan for people for a fee so you can always contact me or get me up yeah i need money too yeah so i write business plan if you if you need one and like i said earlier um i can boldly tell you that one of the reasons why startups fail is either because they didn't have a business plan or they didn't follow what's in their business plan one thing is to write a business plan the other thing is to follow it to the latter yes you can tweak it as you go because yes business is dynamic so maybe what you wrote down in your business um plan there's a new government law or there's um there's a new policy or there's something that changed or something in the industry so you need to you need to move along with the flow all right yes so you can tweak it a little bit but you not even following that all means that you you're not taking your business seriously and research extensively on the kind of business you want to run you want to run before you delve into it note that there are no um disasters in business that you can avoid if you see them coming and make right the right adjustments this means if you do your own work very well you will always avoid certain issues you know starting up generally you are bound to have issues if you're a novice in the system or even if you're not a novice there is always one issue or the other okay for an example for example um go kata O-Ride and the likes, even Max Okada. I had a business some years ago in Nigeria, in Lagos precisely. They, were doing, it is, um, they transport people with um, um, bicycle and um, bikes, sorry, not bicycle, bikes. And the business model was going very well. And last, um, I think before the pandemic, Lagos State Government just came up and said that they want to, not that they want to, they just banned it outrightly that they didn't want the businesses anymore. They didn't want the Okada business anymore and gave them flimsy excuse and people were distraught. People, this is livelihood. Like, um, for example, Gokada was having over 5,000 bikes. That means they were employing over 5,000 riders and they were commuting passengers every day. Imagine having 5,000 bikes and you not knowing what to do with them anymore. Um, O-Ride, I think owned by OP or thereabout, they had over 15,000 bikes. That means over 15,000 people automatically became jobless uh, that's uh, that that's terrible so what did this business do this business what did they do currently now gokada um turned around their business and became a logistic company i think same with um o ride and uh, max okada as well and many of time many many of them also moved some of their bikes outside lagos to other states where they could um um where they could operate as well so yes you see that these people they had um a business plan which they were following they were doing so well but the government policy just came in and changed everything for them and what did they do they adapted now gokara is because they have the experience in committing people now they delve into committing um, packages and items so they are into logistics and because they have the manpower already they are able to storm the industry in a in a big way and they are not slowing down they are really doing well number two outside of you having a business plan um, number two one of the other things you need to do is to build the right team um i bet you've heard the saying that a, a tree can make a forest the saying is on track because um together everybody achieves more that's the team for me that's what i mean by team together everybody achieves more meaning that you can't do it on your own 
imagine um, Steve Jobs starting Apple Computers alone without um, Steve Wozniak, or Bill Gates without Paul Allen. You, I'm very sure you can you can imagine it because number one, um, for um, for Bill Gates, Paul Allen was the tech was a more tech technical person was the one doing the the boot when the brute work and everything same thing with, with uh, steve wozniak and steve jobs steve wozniak is the major engineer that was building up the computers and everything so they needed each other so and even in your business plan when you're putting together your business plan you need to um, consider your team members as well because you need their details in the business plan as well the kind of people you want to bring in and do you also know, okay, for those that are aiming higher, their business will require um, outside fund or investors. Do you know that um, venture capitalists, that is, um, venture capitalists, yes, will most likely not fund a startup with a single founder? That's true. They want to see a team. The team can be as small as um, two person or three or even more. And the reason why they want to see a team simply is simply because they want to see other people who believe in that idea other than the originator of the idea. You know, generally, if you are the only one, you've been able to convince only yourself to work on something. And um, let's assume, yes, the, um, the, the business might be, it might be a great business idea, but it is, it is important that you've been able to convince one or two persons to join you in this journey to build up this business idea that you've had. And if you can't convince anybody, so how else will you be able to convince um, a venture capitalist to invest in your in your business generally? And because the venture capitalists are not angel investors, they are not investing because they like your face or anything like that. They are investing because they see um, a potential and they see a potential that they will get a good return on their investment. So, if that's the case, why why would they invest in someone is a single in a single founder? you need to get people on board so the team you can you start with can either make or mar your business you know it, it it's this is this depends on your relationship with your team members and um, their quality level if you don't have people um if you don't have people on your good people on your team definitely your business would not go far you know i had a guest uh, um sometime last week and that's the the ceo of um Game Changers Logistics and it was saying that one of the reasons why they are successful as they are is because he hired the right people from the beginning. The business at this time is not more than like four months or thereabout and they've had um they have a fleet of close to 50 bikes, um, about five trucks, about seven vans and they are all operating well. No accident of any kind. Um, is we talk on the regular, and he's never complained to me about any of his um, riders or managers or anything like that. And it's a known fact that um, that riders are not loyal. Riders are always misbehaving, but he's had a good grip on his people. And why was he able to do that? He said that in his in the um, in the podcast that when I interviewed him, that basically is because number one, he had the right team to manage them. Number two. It keeps them motivated. How does it keep them motivated? He makes sure everything that they require to work is always on ground. He's not overburdening them with um, with tasks that doesn't concern them. They are only to focus on assignments given to them. And this is an industry whereby riders are not stable. They are not loyal to anybody. If they see a better pay, they move. But these guys have been with him for like five months and they are even inviting other people. They are winning their other colleagues from other companies to come join them in this place. How did that happen? Is because he knows 
how to keep his people motivated and he has hired the right people to also manage them generally and you know generally um assessing good talent in nigeria is difficult and that's why as a founder you have to be able to sell yourself and your idea to people to come work for you okay he told me that um <laughs> he stole one of the managers of um gokata that's um this lady was managing like five the five thousand bikes for gokata and he was able to pull her away from gokata as already an established business to a startup how did that happen that means to sell the dream the idea of what game changers could become so this lady and this lady accepted he even got um one of the managers of dhl to come work for him and dhl is a worldwide known brand so that shows that um he was able to sell himself and his business to his um to these people for them to be able to join him and that speaks about leadership you know like i said earlier assessing good talent in in nigeria is difficult that is why as a founder you have to be able to sell yourself and your idea for good people to come work for you you know the best talent out there prefers to work for you know um, a standard corporation than working for a startup that has a um, 10 or 20 percent chances um, chance of success the simple reality is that if you're not a great leader it is hard to learn to become one because um the leadership skills, uh, the leadership skills you you need to get a business from 10 employees to a 10 employee is um, way different from what um, a hundred percent business requires i don't know if um you've noticed but most times when large investment come into a startup if the founder who is a ceo is not a veteran as um that is is not fully grounded in the business shareholders sometimes or the venture capitalists or the investors will ask that he or she steps down for a more experienced person to take over this is because when an entrepreneur lacks the ability to manage human and material resources at his disposal then failure becomes inevitable so an entrepreneur must be able to manage the employees the cash flow production line and other aspects of the businesses in the event that he can't handle all of this he needs to hire a good manager to do that for him it's not a it is not a which onto or anything but the success of the business becomes paramount to the investors and that should be also paramount to the business owner himself number three you need to um, define your marketing strategy you don't just um you start up a business you want to um, advertise on social media and you just um you go on um instagram linkedin everywhere just advertising or you just go to facebook or there about or you just start the seo thing you need to know what works exactly for your own business or what will work because um if you run or an outsourcing agency or there about you don't go to instagram to start advertising no the most likely option is for you to go to linkedin or maybe facebook or thereabout or even twitter or thereabout so you don't do you should know what exactly works for you so the effect of marketing on the success of um of a startup or business cannot be over over, over emphasized generally so there's an old saying that if you build it they will come but this it is that saying is no longer relevant in this day for most business because because your business idea is not in is not um, a novel what's different or novel about it is the way you deliver your on your promise there is nothing new about your business that's the truth but what what makes a change is how you deliver on them um if you listen to the podcast we had last week um where i was having um game changers logistics and also um the genius kitchen i asked that there are lots of um people opening up starting up their own food vendor business the online food business thing and they're like i said yes they have good foods and everything and i okay why um what makes you stand out what makes you um think you can succeed in the game and one of the things she said 
because um number one signature um dishes and all they they take time to make their customers feel like um royalty they don't just um serve and um go and that's all no they do they sometimes they even put um a note in their food the packaging is also exquisite to make it look as if they yeah, they care about you yeah i'm truly they care about a generally so that's part of um thing that i would endear customers to you as a business owner so a marketing strategy is a series of integrated actions leading to a sustainable competitive advantage your strategy should include knowing your target audience knowing how when and where to the goods and services for example you know i gave the social media example let me give you another example as well if your target markets are teenagers or young adults then your advertisement should be directed towards social media, not 10 p.m. news. Many of them do not watch. The ones that watch maybe are people that their parents force them to come watch. So you need to, your timing also matters. Another example is this. If your actual focus are teenagers, then you should be, and you should know that putting up an ad between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. of a school week will not reach your target audience because most likely they will be in class. So do you see the picture I'm trying to paint? So depending on your kind of business, a market research and intelligence is needed to boost the success of your business. So you need to put more effort and, um, and energy and resources into your marketing strategy for you to know how, where, and when to get your customers generally on how not to fail as a startup, maintaining cash flow. I, I want to believe that um, <laughs> no sane person starts business, a business just on hope without having, a cash to, uh, having cash to start with. I said that to say this, no matter how much money you start with, you would run out of business if you did not generate revenue or receive investments. It is the duty of, um, of the entrepreneur to always provide capital needed for the business and a typical um, startup founder knows that raising money is key determinant of success. Um, even though raising money can provide you with a much longer runway for your business, mismanagement of these funds is a key reason why major startups fail in Nigeria. Let me give you an example. Um, earlier in the in this podcast, I said uh, I run um, a only production business, and um, sometime last year before the pandemic started, I almost didn't continue the business due to mismanagement on funds and um, lack of proper management of or debts. When I started the only business, I got an investor of about two million. And as at the time, so I think that should be around about $4,000 or thereabout from a couple of good people. I didn't have any other source of income. So as I was selling, I was using the money to invest them back in the business and also taking care of my personal of my personal needs. I didn't separate the accounts. So at a particular point, I couldn't get my profit out. I mean, there was no, you know, there was no longer profit because I've eaten the profit already. And um, I was getting into the capital. I was getting into debt. And also, I had issues with um, some of my customers that were buying bulk because um, we were mostly family and friends. So they can they will hold for a longer time, longer time, as high as five hundred thousand naira. That's like um, twenty five percent of the capital I put in business is gonna be dead. So I needed to downsize like um, expenses and. Paying myself salaries so that I could not again. So, but I, I I needed to go. I I got um another from another person so I could the business could thrive. And thank God we we're doing okay now. Um, it is bad business for you to not know how to manage funds or handle debts. And one of the ways to maintain cash flow is to avoid bad debts. And when you give too much credit to customers, you. Are 
going to start having deficits in your business. You cannot afford to operate on deficits. And yes, your customers are also important as well. You must devise a means to balance the equation. Um, there is a paradoxical characteristic, um, characteristic every entrepreneur must possess to, to succeed. An, an entrepreneur must be able to persuade his debtors to pay their debts promptly and at the same time must statically delay payments to its creditors. <laughs> the reason is this so that you can have more funds with you to run your business or do some turnover. That's the so another way to maintain cash flow is to bring in new investments. To bring in new investments to your business through banks, there are certain requirements that must be met. Bank statements, proper bank record of the company's financial activities. This will determine if the bank will be able to help. Banks, and mind you, yes, banks are also businesses, um, business enterprise, and are in business to make profit too. So there's no way you can um so there's no way you can prove that you operate a business without a bank statement which most business lack also before you seek um and get bank funding you must have run your business for about at least for about six months with your personal money or angel investment or thereabout in case where you have insufficient capital and the business is finding it difficult to access funds from the bank and investors it is the entrepreneur who must resolve to bootstrap financing which is working with the limited cash, eliminating unnecessary expenses, establishing a credit line from suppliers and um, producing only on demand to tie up, to avoid tying up resources. That's if you're into production. And um, if it's a service, it is much easier to run a bootstrap because you the only payment you'll be making maybe is to if you have um, your your team members or staff members. So you really not paying anything on um, production because you're not producing what you're giving in service. So it depends on your kind of business that you can, <clears throat> that's when you can devise a means to know exactly what works for you generally. So another way of getting more funds or to help you maintain your cash flow is to also get funds from family and friends or angel investment or VC or thereabouts if the banks do not work for you. Because generally in Nigeria, most entrepreneurs usually avoid the banks because they are not um startup friendly they are not startup friendly all right the number five point on how to avoid uh, not, how not to fail as a startup is thinking long term take it or leave it building and running a credible business is one of the most difficult things you can do in your lifetime on the average it takes longer than expected business owners and startup founders need to know that they have to be able to stay persistent, committed, and not lose focus too early in their entrepreneurship journey to be successful. Most founders get at, get started with one of these intentions. You know, um, they want to have the title of CEOs. I, you know, um, we've um, we had a we still currently do. We we've been having a flow or a wave of a lot of people adding um, CEO to their CVs, even if they're just selling Wevon or something. They call themselves CEO of a of Air, Air Kingdom. They, even if it's makeup, they call it the CEO Makeover Industry. What they give themselves different names and everybody just wants to answer the title CEO. Sometimes this CEO have no staff, have no <laughs> registered company or anything. They just run the business on their house and they just give themselves those titles. So it gives them a morale boost for them to address themselves as CEOs. Number two, the uh, another intention some, some founders get to start or why they start is to make quick money within a short period of time and this is why one of the people that maybe they run a ponzi scheme or um they're looking for quick cash um number three 
um, another reason people start their own businesses it maybe is to avoid working with a difficult boss or um, in an uncomfortable environment, working environment. So these are like three wrong reasons why people start um, their businesses. So already from these reasons, you know that they have no plan for a long-term plan or they are not thinking straight. So very few founders um, start because they are passionate about solving a problem that no one else is willing to solve. Hence, when things are not working as forecasted within the first few months of starting, they easily lose focus and the passion needed to carry on. So for the fact that you think long time means that you have something in your head for this business. And basically, it's also um, it's embedded in your business plan. That's the first point I raised. If you have a business plan, I mean, definitely you would have planned for the first five years of your company, of your business, of your startup generally so in conclusion generally um, making extensive research and finding the right business mentors will go a long way to ensuring your business is able to survive the early death trap most startups find themselves in mentors are a good way mentors basically are people who have um walked the journey or walked the path where you you're planning to work on or where you're currently working on so because you have mentors they'll be able to um they'll be able to help you navigate this um the rough path or mitigate the challenges you expect to face or the ones and they help you avoid the ones that you can avoid and the ones that you cannot avoid they help you make it easier and having mentors uh, if you think maybe your industry is so isolated or thereabout is not um a must that you have a physical someone mentoring you physically you know on a personal level no you can go on LinkedIn, you can go on Twitter, on even on Facebook and research on people that are doing the same thing you're doing and um, ask them for their mentorship or you might not even ask, you can just watch from what you can gather from research on what other businesses have been running and many of these people might have granted interviews on how the inner workings of their business have been done and everything like that and you can follow them up, maybe they're giving a speech somewhere in a conference or something, you can always follow them up to know exactly what they are thinking about a particular situation and sometimes you can even pose questions based on what you're facing in your current line of business and hope that they answer you um, well so mentorship does not have to be physical to wrap it up i'll end with this immortal word of the great Nishi um, commander sun Tzu, which says know your enemy know yourself and your victory will not be threatened know the terrain know the weather and your victory will be complete with this i'll be signing out from this podcast today like i said earlier uh, it's going to be shorter than usual so i hope you've been able to learn some one or two things um what I did here basically was give you five, um, raise five points on how not to fail as a startup. It is needed for, I believe, you need to share this with people, your friends, family, anybody that's willing to start a business, they need to listen to this podcast for them to know exactly what they're doing. Yes, nobody is the is an island of knowledge. This five point raised here might have been made up to 10 or thereabout, but these five points, I believe they are salient, they are, they are vital to every startup or anybody intending to start up so i remain back in babalala your host for the rouse thank you please share subscribe um like recommend our podcast to people all over your social media contacts so that we can grow as well thank you peace